Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Case File 34 of Microscope, the show that examines some of the world's biggest mysteries. This episode, we're bringing you a remarkable tale of intrigue and loneliness as we uncover the physics-defying story of a postman who can walk through walls. I spoke to Postman Patrick, a hard-working postie who's been with the Royal Mail for a quarter of a century. But throughout his years collecting and delivering letters and parcels, Postman Patrick has harboured a rather mysterious secret. Ever since an incident as a young child, he's been able to walk through walls, phasing through the normally solid objects as if he were a ghost. We talked to Postman Patrick about the nature of his remarkable powers and how he tracked down other individuals with the same abilities. But the recording starts with me asking Postman Patrick about why he always insists on having the word postman at the beginning of his name. Yeah, it's a bit like a, a bit like a knighthood. Right. Uh, uh, basically, I um, I'm very proud to be a postman. Of course. And so I don't like anyone forgetting that I am a postman. No, sure. So, you know, I've changed my name by depot to postman. Yeah. Um, uh, Patrick is my uh, now my middle name. And what's your surname? Paul. So your name is Postman Patrick Paul. And you've been a postman for uh, for how many years? <laughs> 25 years! And talk us through talk us through that, because obviously people are starting to, to use the male force less and less. Uh, is, it, is it discouraging, or do you still enjoy the, the work? Well, it's uh, very interesting, because um, back when I started in the... Uh, it would have been the uh, early 90s now. No, it wouldn't have been. 25 years ago. It's 2022. It's <laughs> 1998. <laughs> Well, time flies yeah. when you're having fun. Look, a lot has changed, of course. Mainly the size of parcels. No one ever thinks about this. And how have, how have they changed? They got bigger, they got smaller? They've got a lot smaller now. Right. 1998, I remember delivering computers. Yeah. They were massive. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I suppose. Big desktop PCs and big chunky laptops, I yes, suppose. Yeah, they were heavy, too. Mm. I uh, I broke my back twice. What, you broke your back just picking something up? Uh, in two places. Right. So, mm-hmm. Harry, you, you, uh, the parts on the floor, you stand up, what, too quickly? I never bended at the knee. No. Um, foolish. Foolish looking back. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I, I, I broke the uh, bottom of my spine and... The top of your spine. Top of my spine. Yeah, you broke it in two places. Yeah, my neck went snap. Yeah. Uh, 360 degrees. Right. So you're still looking the same way you were before. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but obviously a bit, a bit of a crick in your neck. I thought I was... you know what? I, I counted my blessings that day in hospital. Because yeah. it could have gone any other way. Sure. Um, they, they didn't think anything was wrong with me. <laughs> of course, you look exactly the same. Well, look, you're well, lying down, you look absolutely fine. It's only when you get up, your head's flapping about. And well, that was the thing. I got wheeled into the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I remember the doctor looking at me. He went, there's nothing fucking wrong with him. I sure. said, don't swear, don't swear! 
quite an aggressive uh, doctor. I don't like swearing. But anyway, he went, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Yeah. Send him back. I guess it's quite hard, isn't it? Doctors need to realise they need to look at patients outside of the chair because just wheeling them around, they look absolutely fine. <laughs> well, I said to him, I'm not lying down for a laugh. Yeah. Stand me up. You'll soon see what's wrong. Yeah. But, you know, he went, no, you're gone. Wheeled me down the corridor. He did personally. He pushed me down the corridor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Wheeling down there. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, I rebounded back. Sure. Um, Get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that doctor said, well, oh, all right, I've got two minutes. They're busy in the NHS. Oh, yeah. Honestly, well, again, this was the late 90s, remember? Sure. Um, he said, stand up, let me see what's wrong with you. Yeah. He soon knew what was wrong with me. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> snap. Ow, ow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> back's broken in two places and your head's gone round a full circuit. He said, you know, Jesus, lie down again. I'll let my boss know that you're here. Your his boss? Like, you know, the higher so... surgeon, the surgeon. Right, okay. He then came along. Yeah. And he went, well, what's wrong with you? Right. So they no one's taking notes at this point. <laughs> it's all it's all done by a very quick eyeball of the patient as to whether you need immediate surgery. <laughs> he said, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, I said, "Well, hang on, I just told you." But he went, "I ain't got time for you. There's clearly yeah. nothing wrong with you looking at you." Yeah, I mean, you're so chilled out, lying. I wish I could lie down. Sure, he was letting a lot out on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could lie down, pal. Mm. Oh, but I'm busy. I'm yeah. being swept off my feet here. And he wheeled me. Wheeled you me back out. down. Yeah. yeah. One big push again, was it? Yeah. All the way down the corridor. And I'm going to guess. Bounce back. Yeah. Whatever, whatever rebounded you before was still there. The bloke who saw the problem, he right. went, What are you still doing here? Yeah. Okay. I thought I said, <laughs> sent you to my boss, the yeah. surgeon. I said, You did send me to your boss. Yeah. He said there was nothing wrong with me. Mm. And he went, Well, okay. If that's my boss's opinion, there's nothing wrong with me. Right. And that's where I stayed for about two hours. Sure. What, that you would constantly keep bouncing back and forth with you between doctors? Just ping-ponging down the, uh, the, the, the NHS arteries. The what, sorry? The NHS arteries. The, co- the corridors of the hospital. The corridors of the hospital. But anyway, it was all sorted in the end. Right. A few pins, a uh, bit of tape, and then you're done. <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're back to where <laughs> back you were before. Back on the beat. Back so, on the beat. Yes. Now, uh, just for people aspiring to be posties, then, as you would put it, talking about health and safety here, how would you, how should you pick up a box? And you bend from the knees? Are there any other tips to, to sort of not suffer the agony that you went through? Bend at the knees, um, wear a nice rubber sole, and yeah, like wear a vest, wear your thermals. Sure. Because you're outside. Again, there's a lot of myths and a lot of rubbish going around about posties. It's an outdoor sport. Yeah, you, 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 you walk in the, as you put it earlier, you're beat. Yeah. You're going from house to house. But I stress again, it is an outdoor sport. Right. I am trying. I would like to announce this right now on sure. your podcast. Be my guest. I see it as a sport. Yeah. And I am petitioning the Olympic Committee. Oh, I see, to make it into an actual sport. That wasn't, that's not a turn of phrase you're using no. there. You oh, think, God, no. You think it should be an actual sport? Yes, sir. Right. How, and how would that play out? The most letters delivered in a minute? Uh, Fastest well, letter? Well, you know the 100 metre, well, let's call it 200 metre sprint. Yeah. You know the finish line? Yeah. That's it, a row of doors. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you just, you just put a letter in it. <laughs> Address is postman. Any other events? You know, like the uh, world's strongest man, they've got to lift those kind of globes. Yeah, that's a post box. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just imagine other sporting events but replace the equipment <laughs> with the paraphernalia adjacent well, to put in a postman. That's my point, yeah. Right. If it's that so if it's that simple then the, <laughs> yeah, then it is the, simple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, then the Olympic can be don't take long to sort out, does it? And I know a lot of postmen, can I just say? Sure. Who would be up for this? Yeah. They would be up for it. 
so it sounds like quite a community then you've got within the sort of postman because in my head it's quite a solitary job you've got your own little path and whatnot you walk around buildings is it quite a sociable environment um well you know a lot of a lot of postmen marry other postmen do they <laughs> yeah i guess it's because that's, that's the sort of people you meet well yeah, exactly did you marry a post person i did i did uh what's their name sheila wonderful uh, wonderful woman sheila um no longer we are no longer married Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Don't but, dwell, but what 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 happened there? Would you rather not talk about it? Uh, she had an affair with the postman. Another postman, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the the great issue, the great problem of being a postman, yeah, is that you're uh, amorous to post people in general. Yes, yeah. and um, <laughs> and you're out a lot. Yeah, and okay. uh, she knows when you're going to be back. Oh uh, yeah. And did no, you know? Did you know the per- the postman she cheated with? Good friend of mine. Yes. All oh, right. I oh. knew his beat. Um. You know, I think our job is very similar to uh, a policeman's job. In what sense? We we are the eyes and the ears of the community. Right. Also, uh, we know what people are getting in their post. Do the police didn't know that? Well, I haven't seen many police hold up a letter to the sun and right. read it. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what you do. You try and you try and read people's posts as you're as you're delivering it. And what other sort of unusual things have you delivered over the years? Well, uh, well, the famous one. Uh, I uh, if I did after dinner speaking, I, this is the one I talk about. <laughs> famous postman after dinner after dinner speech. We've got Ian Botham and now postman Patrick Paul. Yeah, well, they'd be so lucky to have me. Yeah, um, I remember once uh, delivering a, an Oscar. Did you? Yes. Then they weren't there at the ceremony to collect it? Uh, no, no, they weren't there. And I knocked on this door and um, this chap answered. Mm-hmm. And I've never... I, unrecognisable to me. Right. I'm not like my film. Sure. I'm across it. And uh, I said to him, well, this is very heavy. What's in that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, just, I will say... I guess it is packaged in a box. It didn't look like an Oscar covered in no, no, no. newspaper. No, no, no. Proper, proper, proper. Yeah. So he, so this individual opened it in front of you, and you went, "Oh, hang!" No, he went. I, I asked, "What's in that?" Yeah, he went, "You'll never guess." And, I and said, did you um, start guessing? Well, I said, "Is it an Oscar?" <laughs> did you? Mm. Right, and you were bang, you were bang on on this. Bang occasion. on. He went, "Uh, well, why don't you have a look and find out?" Yeah. Now again, it's quite rare for a postman to be opening post. Yeah, I guess I suppose you know, that's true. It's yeah. not what you do. I don't. I deliver the post. I don't open it for you. Yeah. Anyway, I opened it up, and so I. Uh, I could so there's the Oscar's head. Mm. I'm like, oh my god, he, he won't lie in here. So uh, I pull it out a bit more. There it is, the famous, uh, the famous Pex. Yes, because uh, yeah, the Oscar is ripped. He's a, he's quite well built. Oh, shoulders. Yeah. Pull it up again. He's got six pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, well, I've never seen an Oscar this close before. Then I pull it up again. Yeah. Disgusting. I don't really want to get too much in the detail of it, but this, this, it was quite, uh, it was anatomically correct, was it, this this Oscar? Well, anatomically correct and blessed. <laughs> yeah. So I slammed it down and went, this, I don't know, what, what is this disgusting? Yeah. And, and So was it an actual Oscar then? It was just someone who'd asked to make a novelty version of an Oscar? No, he said, that's what an Oscar looks like, pal. All right, you're just on the TV because it's so far away, you don't see it. That's what I'm saying to you. Right. Like, anyone listening to this now, they're going, well, an Oscar don't look like that. Yeah. I ask you, you ever held an Oscar? No. Have you ever seen an Oscar up close? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Disgusting. And who was that person? Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Lived in your village. 
<laughs> he was filming at the time right. uh, a, a war film. Yeah. And they were using the village because it, look, it looks very much like how it did in 1944. Sure. So, uh, he was a lovely chap. Lovely chap. He had a pencil moustache. Yeah. Didn't look like Tom Hanks, this guy, but... Um, it was Tom Hanks. That's, that's what it said on his name badge. Yeah, receiving his big dick to Oscar. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And you also work in the post office? I work in the post office. And is that busy or, you know, is that again seen a decline in the number of people using it? It's very busy because I am also the postman. So the oh, post yeah, of course. office... You're doing, both. You're doing everything. The post office is open 7am um, till 7.10am. That's when I leave to do the, uh, the route. And then... Uh, Sorry, 7am to 7... So 10 minutes past 7am. Then, yes. then you go and start delivering stuff. Yes, sir. And how long are you delivering stuff for? Well, uh, that'll take about uh, about four hours. Four hours, And right. then legally I've got to have a break. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I am in the post office. But it's not open. It's closed. Yeah. So people are looking in. Yeah. But I'm having a break, legally. Legally. So it's ten past seven, yeah. four hours, it's ten yes. past eleven. Yes. You have a break for what, an hour? So it's like twelve. Legally hours. an hour. Yeah. I wish I could do less. I wish. Sure. Legally I got a so, got to have an hour. So it's ten past twelve and then you're out yep. to get, collect the stuff in the post boxes. Yep. And then what? Uh, so that takes so that'll take me to maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then that's my day done, really. <laughs> so the post office <laughs> is just open for ten minutes at the start. And don't you well have to sort of depending like- on depending on the queue. Yeah. I might open it up three till half three. But that is a crazy alpha. Yeah, sure. Because people have to get their pensions and stuff done. That's the, the post thing. Office. That's the thing. A lot of old people going, I need to get my money. Yeah. And I'll tell them, <laughs> get on the web. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll tell them, get on the web. We're done. But aren't, but aren't you, isn't the web your nemesis? You've oh, got it all is. Sort of like, I hate the web. Emails and whatnot, replacing letters and I deliveries. I hate the web. I hate the web. Yeah. I, well... I laugh in the face of the web. Well, how does, how does that manifest? You just turn on the computer and laugh at it? Yeah, I laugh at my modem. Right. <laughs> and what? Well, it's just, you know, funny, isn't it? And so, how, what do you mean? <laughs> so, do you have, you actively, uh, you deride the internet, do you? You don't have, you're not a big fan of the internet. People said, I remember when the internet came around, mm. late 90s. Yeah. People went, what's this? And when they learned what it was, that you could send electronic mail. Yeah. I said, no, no, no. People were saying, well, this will be the death of the postman's and um, the post office. Yeah. Letters. And I, I said, there is nothing, nothing that can beat getting a handwritten card from maybe uh, a lawyer 
or your grandmother, mm. or uh, I don't know, a solicitor. Yeah, that's a lawyer again. Or um, you know, a judge. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. Sounds like, seems like you're alluding to getting quite a few sort of legal papers. I got a lot of legal papers back in the day. Yeah, I don't want to go into it. Too. I mean, well, we're going to come on to it because. Um, well, this is the thing. This is this is why we got in touch with you on the podcast. Well, yeah, because you know we've been putting out this series an invitation for people to come in if they think they've got. You know, if they've seen something unusual, they think they exhibit special powers. You've got sort of something to tell us, haven't you? Well, uh, I can um, I can walk through walls. <laughs> yeah, makes your life as a postman a bit easier. Or does it? Because right, I guess- uh, well, people. If I had a pound for every time somebody said, "Oh, well," uh, you know, if someone's not in, yeah, you can just walk in and uh, leave it, and you know, in, in, in the, the hallway. hallway. Mm. Yeah, wrong. Why? The parcel can't walk through walls. Oh, I see. You can walk through walls, but nothing that you're touching can. I can walk through walls? Yeah, but parcels can't. Parcels can't. So, just to clarify here, can your clothes... Do you have to sort of get into... Do you have to take your clothes off before... My clothes can. Right. Because they're on me. Uh Uh-huh. So, could you not wear the parcel as a little hat? I'm telling you right now. I've tried. You've tried. Letters I can can do. Oh, okay. Uh, Breast pocket. Yeah. As long as they're on my person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm holding, like, carrying a parcel, can't be done. No, you just walk into the house and the parcel just sort of falls out outside. Well, I remember the first time I did it, uh, I remember this eight-year-old was stood at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Uh, the doorbell was going. That was me, obviously. Sure. Um, and, you know, rightly, he doesn't answer the door. I, could, I think his mum was upstairs. I then just walked through the door and I said, hello, mate, is anyone in? He's you know, eight years old looking at me. Yeah, it's pretty spooked. You've just sort of phased through a do- through a solid door. Well, you can imagine. You know, uh, he's got a stained glass window where there's my silhouette. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, there I am. Yeah. And so uh, he said, I think my mum's upstairs. And I went, well, do you want to go get her? Because there's a parcel outside for her. And he's looking at me like, what the hell? Why, didn't you, why don't you bring it in? And I said to him, well, I can't. But if you open the door, I can reach out and bring it in. Bring, bring, it, in it, bring it through, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he comes along and um, he opens the door for me. I step out. As I bend down to pick up the box, he slams the door shut. I turn around. Next thing you know, his mum's there, opens the door, says, oh, thanks very much, and then shuts the door again. So she had no idea? She had no idea I'd done it. So when did you first discover then that you can walk through walls? And is it something you can control? or I can't control it. So it just always happens? Well, pretty much. If I'm walking towards a wall and I don't stop... You just keep going. I'll keep going. Yeah, I, mean, I think we got the idea of what it means to walk through walls. So, <laughs> well, when did you first learn? When did you first learn this gift? And I, and I guess is it a gift? Because it must be knackering. Because I guess you can't. If you get tired, you can't lean on a wall anymore. I can't lean on a wall. Um, and also, but it's not really walls. It, it is also solid. Um, like you know, if I'm at a bar, for example, <laughs> you can't lean on the bar. I can't really lean on a bar. Is there anything, any sort of horizontal protrusion? You just sort of, you just go. I through. go through it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like a knife through butter. But floors are solid? Can you go upstairs? Again, it it depends on... And again, this is where I'm telling you now. I wish I knew... I wish there was a button on my body that I could just press for it to happen. Because I'll be, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There are times when it's brilliant. Yeah. What times are those? When you've lost your keys? Yeah, well, yes, when I've lost my keys or when I want to get into somewhere that I'm not allowed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> What sort, of, what, sort, what sort of occasions would those be? Well, I remember one Christmas day, I forgot to buy the turkey. Yeah. And my wife, Sheila, at the time, was livid. 
because obviously the shops are closed. Mm. But I thought, do you know what? Sod it. I'm going to go down anyway. So I went down Sainsbury's, walked straight in. Straight through the walls or doors, yeah. Took a turkey. How about how do you get the turkey out? Because the, the thing's on you. Yes, so I opened the door. Oh, okay, because you can open it from the other side. Yes. Yeah. Now, a lesson learned there was that um, it, everything's out of date. Pretty disgusting oh, Christmas. Very ill. Very ill. And how did you first discover this skill then? Talk us through that first occasion. Have you had it from you know from birth, or was it something that, that happened midway through your life? Well, I was. Uh, I remember I was at primary school. I was being chased by some bullies. Yeah. Horrible. horrible oh, I'm bullies. sorry to hear that. I always wanted to be a postman, and they uh, bullied me about that. Because what you you dress, you come to school dressed as a postman, and, and sort of do postman related stuff. I just uh, well, my dad was a postman, mm-hmm. and I was very proud of him. And I used to wear his uniform sometimes to school. Did it fit you? No, bro, no, big man, big man. There was times when um, I remember I was sat in the corner and um, the, the, the outfit was so baggy and the hat was so big, uh, they um, didn't know I was actually in the clothes and I was bundled up, put in a bag and uh, sent to a charity shop. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I was then bought right. by, uh, by this, uh, this bloke. Uh, I won't say his name, but um, I, was in the, I was in the suit. Yeah. I was asleep. You were falling asleep at this point. And he hung me up in his wardrobe sure. and I woke up the next uh, morning. Right, okay. lovely night of sleep. Yeah, full twenty-four hours of sleep. <laughs> so you've had you've had a, you've had a bit of a nap. Oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I woke up. Oh. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like uh, the whole room were uniforms. Right. So he had an army uniform. He had a doctor's uniform. He was a fan of uniforms. Yeah. So I wriggled out of it. Yeah. And I'm stood in this in this room, Come. surrounded by um, various different uniforms. Mm. And I was scared. I was scared. I didn't know where I was. Yeah, of course. I mean, you fell asleep in class, and then, you know, barely 24 hours later, you're in a a strange uniform collecting man's house. Next thing you know. And it was a a circular room. I ain't been in many of them in my life. Right. A completely circular room with no door. With no no door, or a door you just couldn't see. (laughs) Well, I couldn't see the door. Right. So that's as good as having no door. Sure. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do? And I started going a bit mad. I started running around and just ping-ponging myself against the wall. Yeah. Screaming, thumping my fists, going, help, I was screaming help. Uh, you know, I was scared. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, I noticed a sparkly uniform. Now, I'm not sure what job this was for. Right. It was like, you know, glitter. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was glittering away. Spangly and... Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Like a sort of um, 80s pop singer. Yeah, exactly. Abba would wear something like this. So I'm looking at it, and it, it draws me in, of course it does. And I walk slowly towards it. The legs, the trousers part. Right. And I just, it's like Narnia. Like, Crawled through. <laughs> Crawled through his legs. What happened? Well, I pop, pop. I'm at the other side. Of the of the wall? Of the wall. Right. So it was these, it was this glittery uniform well, that had imbued these powers upon you. I never went back in that room again. Okay. I turned around. I, I could just see like this beautiful circular room from, from now the outside. What do you mean, like a circular house? Yes. Yeah. I just made a run for it. Yeah, 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 fair enough. And, and I went back to school, and everyone you know, everyone wanted to know where I'd been. And I told my friend at the time, Liam, I said, um, I just ran through the wall. He went, how did you escape? I just ran through the wall with these like, glittery legs. He never believed me. He said, go on, then prove it. Walk through that wall. Yeah. I just ran towards it. I was in year four. Wow. In year four, they went, what are you doing in here? I ran again. I'm in year two. So the classes aren't in linear order. I suppose, where would they be? 
<laughs> well, they were at my school. So not into year three? There was no year three at my school. Okay. Why was there no year three? You took it as a gap year. Oh, okay. In your village? Yeah, you worked. What, and how old is year three? Aren't you like seven? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, you that's, worked that's, at the dairy. Right, that's the country. Churning side. butter with your hands. Yeah, I think, well, I, I'd love to hear more about year three's gap year, but I think I'd like to focus more on this anyway, circular I'm room and these, through and these glittery trousers that make well, you walk through walls. Well, I don't know, and I wish, and, and again, you know, my dad, when I went home, my dad went, he was uh, running around in his pants. Sure. Because <laughs> oh, you taken, you, you'd taken his uniform. Yeah. Right. And he went, where is it? Yeah. He went, it, it is sacred to me. Just coming back then, circling back to this this round room, ah. this circular building that you yes. found yourself in and these sort of magical sort of trousers. Yes. Did you track down who this guy was? Because you must have known, I guess, with your postman skills, what the house was, what the address was, and you must have had letters delivered to it. Well, but I, I, I often thought, who was the person who bought... The, the uniform. Yeah, because this, whoever this sort of weird uniform collector is seems to be in possession, knowingly or unknowingly, of some item that enables the ability to walk through walls. Well, exactly. Who was this chap? Yeah. Um, I met him in later life. Did you? How did you track him down? Because you knew his address on the... You knew his name from the letters you delivered to this house. He basically... Um... <laughs> what was he? What was he up to? You know how uh, some people uh, dress up as, like, um, gremlins or, like, uh, wizards yeah. and run around and kind of play... Um, Live-action role-playing. That's it, live-action LARPing, is that the... That's the that's thing. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. You know, they run around in a fantasy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to do a lot of that. That's why he had a lot of uniforms. He used to do that a lot. Yeah. So, for example, he used to uh, dress up as a person. Sure. What, and... what, in a fantasy environment? No, no, Deliv- no. Deliver a letter to a dragon? <laughs> No, he wouldn't be in a fantasy world. He'd be in the normal world. <laughs> so he would live-action role-play as just, what, normal people? Yes. And he'd just walk around pretending to deliver letters? Yeah. Right. I remember once going to deliver on my route a, a letter. Yeah, you saw and, him. Um, he was ahead of me. And you were like, this is my route. Well, I said, what are you posting? Because he had his hand in the letterbox. And he turned around and, um, well, this is, well, this is the big thing. He then walked through the wall. Wow. So then I'm looking at him. All of a sudden, he's gone. Mm. I would then walk through the wall. To see where he's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He clearly has a power that I had. Yeah. So we're in this house. Sure. And uh, he's trying to escape from you, is he? Or He's running around the house. Yeah. And I'm trying to chase him and grab him. Sure. Now, I remember there was a, a young mother there at the time. Oh, right. It's not an empty house. So you, 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 you and this other man dressed as a postman have just run into a house through a wall. And you're now chasing each other through walls around her. She's trying to what? Cook, cook some meal or put the kids to bed? She was frying mints. Right. And you're running what? Through the kitchen counter, straight through a brick wall into the garden, through a fence and then back into a living room. Yeah. Right. Because I was trying to catch this catch guy. Catch this guy, yeah. Because I want to speak to him. Yeah, you want to find out how he's learned to... You want to find out about what's happened to you and how he initially... Somehow, because I spent some time in this guy's creepy room mm. and because I've been amongst him, his powers... I have picked up the power to walk through walls. Yeah. And it confuses the hell out of me. I chased him for about six weeks. Six weeks. I hunted him down. On and off, yeah. Now, he was a master of disguise. Because sure, he's got all these costumes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he was a pilot at one point. Right. Uh, In the village. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he took a helicopter, but that the helicopter went off, but he was still... Because uh, <laughs> he just went through it. He was yeah. still sat on the tarmac. Yeah. He didn't really. Didn't and really. he looked silly because he yeah. was crouched down like he was still sat down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the helicopter just went up in the air. Sure. And I could tell he was angry. Yeah. He was he'd thinking, why is this thing for, taking off? Completely forgotten. The... I thought, is he thick? 
Right. So uh, that was one occasion when his costumes. Any any other times? Uh, he was a baker. Right. In the village. Yep. But um, he kept uh, he just kept walking into the oven. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. This ability to walk through <laughs> objects. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bus driver. Yeah. Bus uh, just went through him. Yeah. That went nowhere. I mean, uh, easy to find. Although he'd keep evading you, he was easy to catch well, up with again. Well, once you found him, if that makes sense. Sure. So once you found him, you're like, well, he's going nowhere. Yeah. Um, ironic, because the guy can run through anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But point being... Anyway, so look, we, <laughs> right. we did we did have a meeting. Basically... Um, you tracked him down in the end. Yes. He got tired of escaping in the, in the ways he was trying well, to escape. Well, he did get... T- he was a librarian. His, his actual job or one of his role plays? Uh, uh, his actual job. Right. And, uh, you know... As is life, you always find the thing you're looking for when you're not looking for it. Mm. I went up to him and asked to uh, find a a, a book that I was particularly um, intrigued by. Sure. And uh, I had my head down. So he didn't didn't recognise you? He he just went to the library where he worked? We didn't recognise each other at all. And um, I I had my head, I was thinking about other things, and he was obviously busy at work. So he said, oh, yeah, we got that, follow me. And we went down this, uh, I remember we went down this aisle, and he was looking for it. And uh, he went, I'm sure it was here somewhere. I'm sure it's here somewhere. And again, I'm not looking at him. I'm looking at the shelf as well. And he went, is that it? Right. And as he leant towards the the bookshelf. He went through it. He went through it. Yeah. I thought, oh, my God. It's the guy. It's him. I went through it. Yeah. So now we're we're on the other. Are you on the, the, on the on you in another aisle of the library. On, yeah. yeah just just the <laughs> so you finally tracked this guy down. Obviously, you're quite keen to I understand. Did. You know how he got these powers. Mm. What did he What did he say? How did he first develop these skills that he was able to to give on to you? Well, he he said to me, "Take me through exactly what happened." Yeah. And I said, uh, "You know, I woke up in my dad's suit yeah. that he'd bought from the charity shop." And next thing you know, uh, in my panic, in my mania, I went absolutely mad. Crawled through these glittery trousers. I was bouncing, bouncing, bouncing off the walls, and I crawled through the trousers of this glittery suit. Yeah. His eyes lit up at that point. Mm. Glittery suit, he said. Yeah, that's interesting. I said, yeah, that's that's my big memory of that. I mean, I was young, I don't know. He went, the glittery suit. He said, it wasn't always glittery. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? He went, that suit uh, was what I bought to take my insurance exams when I was 21. It was a uh, herringbone. Very smart. What's a herringbone? Like a fancy type of suit? Mm, like a pattern. Okay. Um, I look smart. I look good. He said, I remember my grandmother at the time complimenting my shoe. Mm. Mm. There's important details about it. Are you given a flavour of the character? I said, yeah. Well, you must be thinking of a different suit because I'm talking about one that was like, it was... Shiny, glittery. Shiny, glittery. Was... He said... Um, well, I was wearing that suit on the morning of the exams. Yeah. I was making myself a breakfast. Right. Uh, electricity had just come to the... Uh, <laughs> right, to the, <laughs> to the village where he, was, he was, where he was getting ready for his exams. And my grandmother, who I, I lived with, yeah. uh, had bought us a new toaster, the right. family a new toaster. I was, uh, although I was 21 at the time, I had never seen a toaster. Sure. Usually you toasted things on the grill or on the fire. Mm. I thought it'd be funny if I put my hand in it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> See what would happen. Mm. But he was aware it would toast stuff. He, he didn't think it would go as quick as it did. Yeah. Because, you know, we made our own laws back in the day. So he puts his hand in this toaster. Pushes it down. Yeah. Fries him. Sure. Now, you know, most people would just uh, collapse. Die. Die, yeah, that's a word. Yeah. But you're saying on this occasion his suit turned glittery and he could then walk through walls. 
Well, there we go. <laughs> right. And uh, he broke down. He broke down telling me this story. Did he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's finally all come out. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he said, I'm tired. And I related to that. And I also thought, he's an older man than me. He's, I know what he's lived through. And then, well, something very sweet happened. Right. He lent on me to cry. Ah. And I, I had the whole of his body weight on me, on my shoulder. And obviously I was saying, it's all right, don't worry about it. And as I was comforting him, I lent on him. Yeah. And we realised in that moment, it was the first time, I think in his adult life, and certainly since I can recall, that we had lent on something. <laughs> yeah. Quite a moving moment. And, well, the, the the moment didn't pass each of us by. We, we both noticed it. And ever since, if either of us are tired or need someone to, to lean on, yeah, we call each other up. And um, sometimes we just sit down and lean each other's backs against each other and talk. And Well, this is my call-out, basically. If there is anyone else out there who... Can walk through walls. And there's no one to lean on. Yeah. Then please, you know, get in touch and... Um, I don't know. There might be a, com- a community out there for you. Well, Postman Patrick Paul, I think that's the, the best moment on which to leave it. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, that's what we've got time for. This episode was researched by John Kearns and edited by Matt Ewins. Sound effects were added by Ben Williams and Naomi Parnell, and the theme tune was written by Nikki Green. Follow our Twitter account, at Microscope Fun, for details about live gigs in the future, and please leave a review if you've been enjoying these episodes. It's very much appreciated, and helps a ton with getting more made. Big thank you, Ed, to everyone who's left a review so far. Next time, we've got another live episode, and it's an absolute corker, as we investigate the terrifying tale of a man who has to break out of prison to escape some truly barbaric medical experiments. But until then, remain vigilant and catch you next time on Microscope.